0: welcome everyone to the your energy first podcast i'm your host emily marie and it is such a pleasure to have you here today to co-create with you in this space and to talk about all things your energy welcome back to the podcast it is so good to have you here Today, I am interviewing Kathy Zablotsky. She is a pet and animal communicator. Her website is I Speak With Animals. I love the emphasis on the with. And Kathy's got a really great story about how she came into this. And I think it's such a good example of how our intuitive and energy path sort of guides us as opposed to us sort of saying, Okay, I'm ready now (laughs) and all the doors opening. We need we need to go on a journey. You need to go on a journey. And it's actually not so bad. It's kind of fun. So it can be a little frustrating sometimes. I have been there. I still go through those moments sometimes. And It's all normal part of the process. And Kathy has some incredible stories she shares. Some of them practically brought tears to my eyes. And one thing I will note is we recorded this on, uh, excuse me, on Zoom with the Inner Light Circle community, which I'm going to be renaming Inner Light Community because as much as I love the symbol of the circle... (laughs) (laughs) Um, which means everybody's energy is equal because it is, which funny enough, Kathy actually touches on the topic of our souls because obviously our souls are energy. And I think it's time, it's felt like it's time, been time, wow, for a little bit of a fresh start and a revamp. And that's actually one of the things to note about your journey as well is you are going to have multiple versions and iterations of your journey. So you could be someone who already has a career you're satisfied with. You could be searching for a new career. You could be a business owner. And in all three of those things, they are going to have multiple iterations for you. And that is something I wish I had understood at the beginning of my journey, owning my own businesses. We are meant to have multiple iterations. And instead, what we desire <laughs> is we desire to be all in right away with the right thing. But in part, because you are bringing your own special skill set into this world, and based on your own experiences, it's all gonna look just a little bit different. And on that note, I have a new container I'm offering, which I am so excited about. It is called the Alignment Container. That's what it's called today. Who knows if it'll change? Again, this is its current iteration (laughs) and it is a minimum three month. You can go up to, oh my gosh, five months. I keep wanting to say 6 but the guys are not giving me 6 they're saying 5 you can go 3 up to 5 months with this and basically it is regular one-on-one sessions with me to help you develop your own intuition and your own energy skill set we are also focusing if you're a business owner and maybe you've had a lot of success but you've plateaued or you're feeling run down Or like you don't have time for the things in life you want to do. One of the things that is my skill set when it comes to energy is I actually, my degree is in business and I've started multiple businesses in my lifetime. I love it. My degree is in finance, actually not business, specifically finance. And I, for whatever reason, have this knack for working with this energy of spirit that helps people Develop careers and uh, evolve their businesses. And I've had a number of clients show up this way in the last year, and I absolutely love the work. So if you are in that realm, um, we actually get to the items that are blocking you, and I show you your own tools. I shouldn't say I show you, I hold space for us to help you develop your own tools because you guys know i teach you all how to fish (laughs) so This is how you develop your energy, your tool sets, so that you can then in the future work through these plateaus. And then what's really cool is your spirit team comes in and is like zip, zap, zap. Here are some recommendations we have for your business. And that is such a fun thing. Then if you are someone who is still trying to figure out what is my purpose? Oh, I have been there. I have been there. (laughs) And discovering your purpose is a journey. It's a journey. And I don't believe there is a program out there that says, okay, by the end of this, you'll find your purpose. However, again, we will develop your intuition and develop your own personal tools and skill sets to help you on the road to discovering it for yourself. And yes, this does mean you're going to feel closer and more aligned with your spirit guides and spirit team along the way and your higher self and so many other beautiful parts of the journey. That is at a high level. That offering is going to, it may be out by the time this podcast is out. (laughs) Go to my website. (laughs) You guys, I'm so good at marketing. Oh, goodness gracious. The guides do give marketing tips, by the way, in some of these sessions. And I will literally, (laughs) I have to say to the client, hey, I've never done this before. This sounds really cool. Or wow, I would never do that for my business. I hadn't thought about it that way before. It's pretty fun. Uh, Let's see. And I also have the, this is something that's been ruminating for a couple of months. So we just had the Reset and Renew Energy Healing Retreat. And it was such an incredible experience all around. Um, The women who showed up were absolutely phenomenal. They dove right in with each other with the work. And we had fun. We had a blast, and I really saw how there is something so special about creating a container and a space for women to feel nourished and cared for so that they can just relax and focus on themselves. And people shared incredible stories, and it was so fun because I'd be like walking, you know, through the kitchen or down the hallway, and you run into someone. And they're like, oh, I just realized XYZ (laughs) because we would have sessions where you practice and then of course you start putting it into real life and then you get to talk about it in real time in a house where everybody's hanging out talking about doing the same stuff. It was really, really neat. And I'll be sharing some of their reviews with you folks so you can kind of get a feel for what it is they experience, see if it's something you want to partake in in the future. So I will be holding space for more retreats that are going to be in person. And those are all going to be guided too. So I feel the next one coming up, it is going to be maybe a little bit more, it's going to have more trees around the location. I think it's, this one's going to be local to Seattle again. We're going to do destination ones in the future, and it also, I'm pretty sure, is going to have a water view for this one. I just got a yes for that. So much, much more to come and ways to help you develop these things that we've been talking about episode after episode. (laughs) Also, the other part that's been ruminating that I'm so excited to announce is a virtual reset and renew retreat in January. So it is going to be for two hours every Saturday starting January 7th. And while no, it's not the same as getting to take a half a week away for yourself, it is definitely something that is going to still be a very beautiful container. And we are going to work on you and your energy, connecting with your intuition, releasing part of your past, pulling in tools to support the guides are saying and provide comfort for what it is you're moving forward to do. And it's perfect time because energetically January is typically not a big time when it comes to things that are, I don't know, energetic, right? Like the solstices are pretty big. There's other elements that are pretty big for whatever reason, this January feels astrologically important I should probably do a little Google search, but you know me, not a big astrologer, although I love it, more of a intuitive, okay, what feels good, what feels right, and this has been ruminating my mind for a long time, so I'm so excited to announce this retreat. It's going to be $97 if you sign up before December 1st, and you will have access to all of the recordings for infinity, and what I love about what we're going to be doing on this virtual retreat is... The recordings are going to provide you with activities you can repeat for yourself over time. And every time you repeat them, you gain more intuitive and uh, intuitive strength and clarity. So, on that note, we are going to dive into this podcast episode with Kathy, who is going to talk to us about communicating with our pets and animals. Hi, Kathy. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. So happy to have you here. How are you? Hi,
1: I'm very well. Thank you. We have some really rather lovely um, autumn weather here in Scotland at the moment.
0: Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, you're in Scotland? Yes. Oh my gosh, I didn't know. That's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> I uh, am my family's from Scotland on the other side Oh wow really neat Neat. Yes. well welcome welcome it is so wonderful to have you here thank you and we have some members from the inner light community here as well so we were just um catching up before our time together today and yeah we I'm going to interview you we're going to have a fun little chat about your story and communicating with our lovely, lovely animal friends. And then, if anyone has questions along the way, you're welcome to drop them in the chat, or if it makes sense, go off of mute and ask the question as we go along. How does that sound?
1: I'm very happy to take questions as we go along.
0: Oh, it's so wonderful. Okay, so Kathy, your uh, I'll call it business is I speak with animals, and yes. you do. I've had a couple of I sessions wish. with you and my cats, and it's just been so lovely and so helpful. Good. And how did you originally get into this line of work? How did you get in? How did you realize you were an animal communicator?
1: Well, uh, one of my dogs went to an animal communicator many years ago and uh, she told me something she could not have known. It was something very unusual that had happened to him as a puppy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And uh, so I knew it was real. Mm -hmm. But I always believed in life that the teacher comes when the pupil's ready. (laughs) And so fast forward nearly 20 years. (laughs) And meantime, I'd been doing a lot of psychic development work and and I'd been reading tarot cards at that point for about 10 years professionally um, and uh, learning all kinds of things. But I, I was contacted by someone I hadn't seen for nearly 20 years, an old friend, and she found me on Facebook and we hooked up and we phoned each other and we had a catch up. And about two weeks later, she posted on Facebook that she was running an animal communication weekend workshop. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm supposed to be there. (laughs) And it was in Scotland. I didn't live in Scotland then. So I went to the workshop and uh, I came home and said to my partner, Mike, I and, and this was so true. I completely understood at that moment why everything in my life had happened to me good and bad. Everything happened to bring me to that moment in time when I was ready to find my soul's purpose, which is animal communication. And so then I set about practicing every chance I got. (laughs) I
0: love it. I love that story, because that is probably one of the, I think, biggest misconceptions on anyone's spiritual path. We think, Oh i'm going to get there, and then the door opens and then I move forward with it, but really it's all of the steps and you've mentioned practicing and the psychic development, a couple of times it's all about practice 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 and life leads us where we're meant to be.
1: It is. And, and I had an interesting series of events that led up to this. Mm-hmm. Um, about two years before, I was at a psychic fair doing tarot card readings and I was having a complete crisis of confidence. Mm-hmm. I, before I left, I was saying to Michael, oh, I don't even know where I'm going. I'm just not good enough at this to do it professionally, even though I've been doing it for several years. And uh, when I got there, you know, when you just see somebody and you know you have to talk to them, you just know. Yeah. They're probably yeah. part of your soul group, and that's why.
0: Right.
1: And I saw this lady, and I just had to go and talk to her. And she was doing uh readings as well. And I went over to her, and I said, I don't know why I need to talk to you, but my name's Kathy, and I'm supposed to be doing readings today, and I don't know if I can do it. I'm having a complete crisis. So she said, oh, sit down. And she got out a spray, and she went, I'm going to spray you with the violet flame, and I'm calling in the archangels, and she did all this stuff. And then she said, um, now go do your thing. You're going to be fine. And she came around in the l- around lunchtime and said, how are you doing? And I said, fine. Thank you. I'm doing fine. And she gave me a card and said, come and see me. And I did. And she took me through all kinds of new learning that I've never done before. She's a very dear friend of mine now. And then about. Eight or nine months later, probably, I went to a psychic fair to do readings and I saw a lady and I had to go and talk to her. And again, she's a very dear friend of mine now, Susie. And um, I asked what she did and she said she does. uh, She's a a light worker. And I Mm -hmm. said, well, I've heard of light work. but I don't really know what it is. What do you do? And she said, I do what I'm guided to do. So I figured I had to go and see her. So I went and saw her and she unlocked something in me. Mm. despite years of going to psychic development groups it was like I always had a block uh, that was there right and I and I never knew why and everyone around me for example if we did a meditation to meet your spirit guide Mm. everyone met their spirit guides but me and this went Mm. on for years everyone met their spirit animals but me I never met anybody I never saw anything Um, and then Susie unlocked something in me and my energy did a huge shift. I suddenly found I was more empathic. I was more energetically aware. Mm-hmm. And um, and about six months after that, I went to a psychic development day. And we did a meditation to meet our power animal. And I thought, here we go again. Everyone else is going to meet somebody but me. And during the meditation, and I absolutely believe that I had to meet Jay, do the work with her, meet Susie, be unlocked. And then up walked my bear Shiloh, my power animal, who now helps me with my animal communication readings. And mm-hmm. I really honestly believe if those three things hadn't happened, even if I'd gone to that that animal communication workshop, I would have come away thinking, oh, why? I don't know if that's for me. It was this sequence of events that led me to that moment, and they had to happen
0: mm-hmm. before
1: that animal communication workshop. So I'm a, a great, great believer that the universe puts these things in front of us and it's our choice whether we go with that flow or we fight it and I went with that flow partly because one of the things Susie said to me the first time I ever met her was if you you always know if you're following your soul's purpose because if you are everything's flowing in the right direction but if you start to get obstacles it's the universe's way or whatever you believe in it's their way of saying you're going in the wrong direction. So we're going to make this difficult for you. we are going to make it uncomfortable so that you'll move in a different direction. And uh, from that moment on, I always tried to do that. And I think that was also huge in bringing me to where I was when I went to that workshop.
0: Right, right. That's such a cool... I love also how you, you took the steps, you learned, and then helpers came in along the way and a variety of helpers too. You know, I have seen... I agree with you when you're in, a, when, you know, when you're aligned, when you're in the flow with what you're doing, it, it just feels like you're in that state of beingness. Yes. I have seen, I would like your opinion on this, you know, this sometimes getting to that alignment is the the friction, right? Because we're getting out of old habits, we're getting out of our old lifestyle. I've seen that kind of friction. So I have, for me on my path, the path to getting to alignment came with some tough lessons because I wasn't ready for alignment until I undid where I came from if mm. that makes sense so to offer one additional perspective for people listening so what part so you're doing psychic development so what part of it made you love the animal communication part so much
1: um I've always wanted to work with animals ever since I was a child. And I I never have worked with animals. It's not something I've done. Well, I say that, I'm, I've am i been very big into homeopathy and natural healing for many years. Yeah. And I did part of the studying to become a homeopath years ago, back in the 1990s. Um, I, I love homeopathy. I love herbs. I love natural healing methods. I'm a Reiki master. I am um, an EFT tapping practitioner as well. Although I don't do those anymore. Once I found animal communication, it was like, that's not my, I really strongly feel that's not my path. It doesn't mean I don't use those things, but I don't very often use them or feel called to use them. Um, So it's, uh, for me, the animal communication thing kind of brought me in a circle back to really working with animals rather than, um, a lot of my friends would tell you and people I know would tell you if they have, an animal that's not well and the vets don't know what's going on I get a message on Facebook or I get an email saying oh this is what's going on if you've got any ideas this was before the animal communication mm-hmm. the wonderful thing about the animal communication I don't know if you've heard of zoo pharmacognosy no. it's a system developed by a lady called Caroline Ingraham, and it's uh, treating animals ailments through self-selection And they may select minerals or herbs or essential oils. And it's amazing to watch. It is absolutely fascinating. You would, for example, if you have a poorly horse, you would uh, pick some essential oils, very high grade therapeutic essential oils. And you would take them and you would just hold them somewhere near the horse. And if the horse needs it, he will come forward and sniff the oil. And for as long as he wants to sniff it, you let him sniff it. And then when he doesn't want it anymore, he'll turn away. And it's quite interesting. You see their faces transform, their eyes soften, they get droopy and and relaxed. It's quite an amazing thing to watch. And the wonderful thing about uh, animal communication is you can do a similar thing. So a lot of the work I do is with animals who have various things wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And we can ask the animals what herbs they need, what essential oils they need, what homeopathic remedies or physical therapies they need. And very often they know. So they choose their healing path through the animal communication. That's amazing. (laughs) Mm, It is. It blows my mind.
0: (laughs) Well, and this gets to my next question, which is what I have found holding space for animal communication myself. And then my sessions with you and my cats is I'm to me, their souls are a little bit more, let's say advanced than we give them credit for, first of all, originally, what has been your experience as far as the wisdom and the, for some reason, it's like this beingness that they seem to present in sessions, what have you noticed?
1: Yeah, the, the, the way I always look at it with them, they're, they're more connected spiritually. They're connected with their higher selves. They're connected with their guides. They're connected much more spiritually than we are. And so it's not uncommon to find that an animal is incredibly wise and incredibly aware. For example, um, they'll often tell us why they're with us, that they've been with us in past lives and they'll describe those past lives. Now, we generally don't remember. We need a past life regression to find out. Um, but, but many of them know, many of them know when they've been us before with us before, they describe those events. But an interesting thing about souls is, and I know this can be a controversial subject, um, where our souls and their souls are, we're all the same souls. We just choose what species we we want to come as for this physical experience. Right. And so, um, but when we come as animals, we come much more connected spiritually than we do when we come as people.
0: Wow. Do most pets you communicate with, or most animals you communicate with, are they all pretty strongly connected to their
1: owners? Not always. Okay. Um it, it's, it's, uh, it can be a bit, a bit upsetting for owners, this, um, or I, I tend to call them family members. Mm-hmm. It can be quite upsetting for them when that's not the case. But um, I'm sure you'll completely understand this. We come into a physical lifetime for a physical experience, and we also come for a purpose. Right. So we may have an animal come into our life who um, is not very connected with us spiritually they're not even part of our soul group they're, they've never been with us in a previous life but they're here for a very specific purpose wow. and then once they go they're again not very connected to us so it can be that when an animal passes over and I'm asked to do a reading with them Um, very often they'll be saying, oh, I'm around you and I'm going to hang around you till I know you're okay." um, Or I come in the evenings and sit with you. And, And a lot of them do that for a while. But some of them are not connected to us in that way. And so once they pass over, they off they go. Wow. And I think we know because we've all had animals in our lives that are our heart and soul. They're, they're our, our heart, what we call our heart dog or our heart horse or cat. Oh. And yeah. those animals are our, our soulmates. They're, yeah. they're totally connected with us spiritually. Um, whereas we've all at times had animals that we just don't feel quite such a strong connection to. Right. And that's either because we've not been with us as, them as much. Um, we've not worked and cooperated together in different lifetimes so much. We're not as connected right. with those
0: Have you ever seen a heart, like a soulmate pet animal family member come back into their life again as
1: another animal and have the same connection? It has happened so often. You wouldn't believe this was something that really surprised me. Our dog now he's been with us before. And, um, I've had one of my female dogs. She came back to me again, um, it's really surprised me when I first started doing animal communication. A, I didn't think I would spend so much time talking with animals who have passed over. It's probably mm-hmm. 40% of what I do. And they have gradually, once I've been doing it for two or three years, they started teaching me about the other side, about grief and regrets and how they view all these things and what happens when they pass because I've been connected with animals who have passed over. And, and it's really interesting to get their take on these things. But um, yes, they, they, um, with animals that we're very connected with, they will come back. It's not uncommon at all, mm-hmm. not at all. And if you've got an animal or you've had an animal that you think, oh, he reminds me of my old cat, he keeps doing that thing that yeah. the pigeon I had used to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 Doesn't yeah. matter yeah. what it is. When you keep getting that, that's usually a clue to the fact that you've got a reincarnated animal back with you.
0: I love that. That makes me happy. Um, When you say they've taught you about what happens when they cross over, what have they taught you?
1: What are some of the things they've taught you? Amazing things, amazing things. Um, I, I mean, I have no fear of passing over myself. I know what happens. I know what it's like. Um, obviously, we are met by many loved ones. Uh, I'll tell you a, a, a particular experience. The first time I was connected with an animal while they passed, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually writing a book, and the first chapter of the book talks about this.
0: <laughs> oh, awesome. uh, there, there, was, there was a cat. Called...
1: <laughs> there was a cat called Brandon Boo. And he lived in America and his mummy contacted me and said, the vet's coming this afternoon to put him to sleep. Could you please be connected with him? Because I'm really worried. He hated to be alone. I don't want him to be alone. Mm -hmm. So I asked Brandon Boo if he minded, if I was connected with him. He said, no, not at all. So we were in contact and then I got the message saying the vet's here. He's going to do it in a few moments. And it was the most beautiful thing. I cried my eyes out at the time. <laughs> I'm a bit, bit more in control these days. But I, what I saw was Brandon Boo rise up into a very dark place. It was loud, like he was in a black place. But I could see him absolutely clearly. There was mm. no problem seeing him. And it was like he went... <sighs> as he let go of mm. the body... And all the things that were, you know, causing any difficulties to him, and um, he was just sitting there. And I said to him, "Can we talk?" And he said, "Yes, we can." I said, "So what's what's going on? You know, what am I seeing?" And he said, "Oh, and this is, I think, this is what we call the transition. This Mm -hmm. is that time from here." Mm -hmm. And he said, "You know, I'm just releasing everything, letting go, and my friends and everybody's around me." And I could see all of a sudden we we talked for a couple of minutes I saw all these white hands Mm -hmm. circle and come in around him and they scooped him up and they carried him into a beam of white light where he went to be healed and we can stay in healing for up to a couple of weeks so it's our energy being balanced and restored Mm -hmm. and then we're free to do anything we want we can Four to the stars, we have no limits on time or space. We mm-hmm. can do what we want to do. And lots of animals have jobs on the other side, which is yeah. really fascinating yeah. too. You yeah. know, yeah, they're helping other animals or they're helping people. So and they they've talked to me about how they feel about grief and loss and all those kind of things. And of course, once you're on the other side, you see things quite differently as well, because you understand everything just, once you're there. Yeah. So it's been a fascinating journey, learning so much from them about that, about what Mm -hmm. happens to us.
0: What have they shared with you about our grief process? They
1: understand that we have to grieve and they, you know, they totally get it and they accept that. Um, The big thing that they've shared is how they feel about regret that there is no regret um something i very often say to people during readings and because they've told me this in so many different ways any decision we make for them out of love is always the right decision and so we often suffer worse grief and we suffer regrets because we're beating ourselves up did i do it too soon did i do it too late did i let them suffer have I just killed my animal? And there was no need that they could have had more time here. And we beat ourselves up with these questions whenever we have to make that decision. But interestingly, what they say is, whatever decision you made, if it was made out of love, it was always the right decision. It was always made at the right time, always, without exception. That's so sweet. And that makes so much sense. Yeah. It is.
0: It still doesn't replace how much we miss them
1: <laughs> no and they miss the physical experience they miss the touch oh but they can be with us as much as they want to be yeah. and some of them do some stay as a guardian for us or a helper for us as well yeah. yeah i believe that i wonder does
0: their element so what i would what i would term that would be they become a part of our spirit team you know the guardian the helper. So. Yes say they're part of our spirit team and then they decide it's time it makes sense everything's aligned for them to come back Mm. do you think that there's an aspect of their energy that's still on our spirit team and then they come forward or do you think that energy just strictly comes forward back down onto this experience with us
1: I believe their higher self remains part of our spirit team yeah so, you know, that part of us that's always in spirit and, yeah. and that that part, because it's an interesting thing. I can communicate with the higher self of an animal as opposed to the physical um, yeah. animal here. Uh, yeah. For example, if somebody's got a dog that's terrified of thunder and they want me to talk to the dog while there's a thunderstorm going on, it's really? almost impossible. But I can connect, ask their permission to talk with their higher self oh. um, because that part of them's as calm as anything can tell me Mm -hmm. what their family can do to help um so yes i believe that the 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 uh the higher self or whatever you want to call it is always part of our our
0: spirit team oh so sweet do you ever come across any animals that are just kind of jerks
1: (laughs) yeah I i do occasionally yes i come across a lot of funny animals as well oh good um, it's like I'm hoping it won't interfere with the connection but there's something I would love to read you that just happened it's... yesterday actually. Oh, um, I have a, a client who's become a friend who has a horse and her horse recently started giving her poems to write down and these poems will blow your mind I will read you one poem the only one she sent me his first ever poem that he he wrote it's called peace is instilled peace is instilled when peace is remembered it is never gone or lost when trouble troubles come we overflow and peace is washed away when we can be still and we can be calm we can forge the way the peaceful waves roll gently on and we remember don't lose heart if you are sad the tide will turn again adorn anew to carry you back to peace again. Now, we asked Magic yesterday um, if he would like to have a say in what goes in the introduction to the book. And this is what he wants it to say. There is more in this world than many people understand. And when we think of poems, we think of famous people. But people come in many guises. In this case the, case, the poet is a pony called Magic. He is called to bring his words to the world by his dear human friend because horses can't type. <laughs> and he wants a picture of his hooves next to where it says horses can't type. <laughs> I cannot wait to get your book. Is that well, this, is the, this one's going to be her book. <laughs> we are going to have to get
0: her information too. I'm going to put... All of this in the show notes for us too. So, your information, Kathy, the self animal selection item we talked about earlier, and that. Mm. Let me make a little note ski. That is so beautiful.
1: That is so amazing. It is. And it was funny because uh, when you're an animal communicator, people often um, want to ask their animal about something, but they don't want you to know what it is because they want to be sure of the answer from the animal. So, when we Talked about this poetry the first time. My friend said, "Can you just? I, I don't want to tell you what this is about. Can you ask him about the book?" And Magic said, "What book?" And she said, "Tell him it's the book I've been writing in." And Magic's answer was, "You know, I write poetry." And she went, oh, "I was thinking it was me. I kept thinking, is it just me? And it's not really coming from him."
0: Chills. <laughs> have chills. I have chills. So what I'm hearing is we can even create with our
1: animals, our animals wanna create with us. Yes. Wow. And he's been very clear during the reading we did two days ago, that he wants um, the world to know this is, although he's writing the poetry, she's bringing it to the world for him. He wants her name in there, that that she is part of this creation process. I wanna cry.
0: And I want to save all the animals and all the world. So they're amazing.
1: Amazing.
0: Absolutely. So when so how would you so your client went through this process of so she had this discovery of, oh, it is him. She's create let's say she's energetically creating with him. I love his name is Magic too, of course. Yes. So how would someone who also maybe feels this inclination with their pet or pets, maybe that they're intuiting information from them, co-creating with them? How would you suggest they develop it and trust it?
1: This is the big issue, as you know, it, trusting. It, it's true with anything that we do. I mean, when we learn to read cards or when we become a he- start practicing a healing, we're always in doubt. Are we actually doing this? Are we actually helping? And we, we fill ourselves with doubt for absolutely no reason whatsoever. But we do. It's, it's the way we are. Um, the the biggest thing I say to people is we are all picking up information all the time from our animals. And communication comes in many forms. It can be anything from your dog goes and tugs at the lead hanging on the wall um, to let you know he wants for a walk to your cat going and pawing the treat cupboard because she wants a treat. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a communication, but we're picking up other types of communication all the time and we're just not aware of it. And one of the things I recommend people do to just increase that bond is to bring communication, a more direct communication with them into everyday life. So the way I suggest people do it is let's say, for example, you've got a cat and you've got various flavors of cat food that you feed your cat so start allowing your cat to choose what they have for dinner so before you open the tin you say do you want salmon or do you want chicken and go with what you think the answer is Mm -hmm. because the cat has answered she's told you what she wants and we we've picked it up we just don't know we have so just go with it and If you're going to take your dog for a walk, do you want to go to the left? Do you want to go to the right? Do you want to go to the river? Do you want to go to the park? Ask them and initially just go with what they say and you'll start to find over time that they're making it clearer, you're understanding more and you're beginning to build a better um, connection in terms of understanding the telepathics. Stuff that they're constantly giving us, mm-hmm. and they're reading us all the time as well. So, a really big thing I have most of my clients doing now is visualizing their animals, yeah. they're brilliant at visualization. We can communicate with them telepathically, even if we're not picking them up. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you have a dog with separation anxiety, you and you're going to go out for the evening, what you can do is visualize for them, you go out the door. They lay down quietly, they relax, they go to sleep, surround that image with pride and love for them, how clever they are. And then you show you come back in, big happy reunion. So they know you're coming back. Yeah. And if you're going to be away for a few days, you can do It gets dark, it gets light, dark, light. And while you're away, each day it's one less dark and light until you come home. And some animals pick this up amazingly. I've had, I've seen clients with staggering things happen just by them starting to use visualization with their animals.
0: That's a that's amazing. You know, the what you just suggested about showing them the day in the light, that's what I do with my cats when I'm gone. And it works. You you have this moment of like, is this even working? And then all of a sudden it's just become so easy and simple. I checked in with my cat one time while I was on vacation and she showed me her ears were hurting. And, you know, as a, as a cat owner, you go into like panic mode for a second. And then I remembered the cat sitter said she had put a radio on to keep the cat company. So I just texted the cat sitter and saying, Hey, can you please go get rid of that now? And then she let me know when she did. And then I checked in with my cat again i was like how are you she's like i'm fine <laughs> <You know? laughs> so i love that yeah so practice and practice with the food um with the walks and the visualization for anyone we actually have some folks who can't visualize or oh have
1: yes yeah yeah what do you recommend for that I never used to be able to visualise. I'd been doing this for about two years when I suddenly started picking up images and I didn't realise straight away what it was. Mm-hmm. But I'm now sure they were giving me images from the beginning. But I was completely unable to visualise. I, I was that person that in these wonderful meditations where I never met my spirit guides or anybody. Mm-hmm. They'd start by saying, you're walking down a country lane and you can see a forest in the distance. And I'd be sitting there thinking, I can't see anything. I'll just keep my eyes shut and go with the words and
0: right. and then um,
1: i had a friend i became friends with a native american lady an american lady and uh, from a, an american lady sorry a native american lady who lived in america and she was over here staying with me and she i had another friend who had a sick dog mm-hmm. and she said would you like this uh, this native american lady her name was arlene she said would you like to participate in a healing and i said i'd love to And I was doing Reiki at that time. I thought it was going to be something like that. But no, it was something entirely different. She said, we'll go to your bedroom, lie on the bed, and I'm going to take you into meditation. And she started by saying, okay, you're you're walking down a staircase. And I opened one eye and said, I have to tell you, I can't visualize. She said, well, that doesn't matter. Just know it's there. Mm -hmm. And that's all you have to do is know it's there. You don't have to be able to see it. So if people can't visualize for example that they're going out the door just know that you're going out the door when you're projecting this to the animal i'm going out the door it, it just is right i don't have to actually have that image in my head your animal will still pick it up from you
0: oh perfect perfect they're so smart
1: they're so smart they are but if you're going to use telepathic communication where you're not using words don't use it for mundane day-to-day things because they tune our voices out we're terrible I, I don't know if you do this with your animals but if i'm in the kitchen washing the dishes and teddy comes in i'm like oh hello teddy bear how you doing big boy oh, oh Mummy's okay. washing the dishes we'll go yeah. for a little walk later." from blah 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 blah, blah. Okay, and they tune down. us out <laughs> so you don't want them to tune out telepathic communication so God. keep it for giving them choices um, important and important things
0: Okay. Oh, that's so sweet and hilarious. Well, I'm sure they have to tune us out to keep their sanity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because they don't chatter like we do. It's very unusual for me to be communicating with um, without warning. It does happen, but it's quite unusual. It's Mm -hmm. when I ask them questions, they will respond. And although some are quite chatty, particularly the more they get used to the process, At the same time, it's very rare for them to instigate conversations because they don't feel the need to chatter like we do. (laughs) Right, right. Oh,
0: so sweet. What has been one of the biggest surprises about this line of work for you? That's a good question.
1: I think they're the biggest surprise. There've been lots of surprises over the years. I think the biggest surprise was when I found out that all our souls are the same. Mm. And the way I found that out, I was given concrete proof. I I don't just think we're all the same souls. I know we are because I was given concrete
0: with you. What was this concrete proof?
1: Um, I became friends with a lady in America. I've got a Bernese Mountain Dog. I've had Bernese Mountain Dogs Mm. for 40 years. And at that time, I had three Bernese Mountain dogs, and one of them was actually reincarnated back to me. Her name was Kira, and I made friends with a lady in Florida, and she invited me over after we got to know each other for a few months on Facebook. And I went to stay with her, and she invited friends over, and I did readings and for her friends and things like that. And she had a Bernese Mountain dog, two boys actually, Mm -hmm. and over the next 2 or 3 years during our friendship i i often did readings for her and one of the readings her boy tanka said that he and my girl kira had been married in a previous life He's been so I was a bit taken aback and we didn't follow it up until about 2 years later um well about a year later my kira passed away and went straight to their house to be with her love tanka they kept hearing her call. they said to me did kira wear a collar that jingled And I got her collar and jingled it. And they said, that's what we keep hearing at night since she passed. She went to be with Tanker. And then when Tanker passed, we did a reading with him. And my friend decided to ask him some questions about this. So she asked him, what was your name? And he said, Ben Johnson. Where did you live in a village in the south of England? And she said, did you have children? Yes. And he gave two names, Little Benny and Alice. She asked him what he did for a living. He said he was a blacksmith. And there was more. But they are the key things I remember, because when the reading was over, I went to see if I could find him online. And I didn't know then that the blacksmiths rec- keep records back for the last couple of hundred years. And I found him. His name was Ben Johnson. He lived in a village called Hawkehurst in Kent. Um, He was married to, I think his wife's, what was his wife's name? I think it might have been Mary. I can't quite remember, but obviously that was my Kira. And his oldest son was Ben, little Benny. And he has six or seven children. And his second youngest daughter was Alice. So everything he said, I found.
0: That's, I know. All over my body. I Mm. love that. I love that. That's
1: amazing. Were there Can any- you imagine how mind blown I was when I found that information online? It, it
0: shifts, it shifts and grounds your perspective. I'm sure from that point forward.
1: Absolutely, because and it, and it's quite funny because one of the things that's changed with me, um, like a lot of people, I tend to anthropo anthropomorphize my pets. Whatever the word is, always have trouble with that one. Um, I tend to do that as a lot of people do treat them like humans but something I realized after that was they're here for the experience of being the animal so while I understand that they're more spiritually connected they're wise they they hear what we say they read what we think they're they're way deeper than we ever think they are we have to honor the species they're experiencing Mm. so if they come back as a goat they're going to want to headbutt people and bounce around when they're little and jump on straw bales that's part of being a goat. that's why they came as a goat so we have to honor the fact that our dog is a dog or our horse is a horse or our pig is a pig while understanding that they want that life okay but there's so much more to them that okay. we can now tap into
0: that's amazing so we can't bring the goat into bed to snuggle with us he needs to be a goat in the he barn. Needs to be
1: a goat: yes. <laughs> He might be a goat who likes to snuggle in bed, but he, he might not. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it
0: so challenging for us to communicate with our own pets versus communicating with other people's pets can be fluid and easy?
1: Yeah, it's a it's quite a simple one. This Um, we trip ourselves up because, um, as you know, uh, communication comes in in various ways, but very often it feels like our own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so we trip ourselves up by our lack of faith in ourselves and deciding that we knew what they were going to say Mm -hmm. and they said it. And so it wasn't them. It was me. Yeah. But it's interesting, I teach an animal communication workshop, a two-hour online one, and one, and I cover this in quite, quite a bit, this entire issue with animal communication, and one of the things that I try to get through to people is that at that moment when you ask that question, if you can just suspend disbelief for a moment and let whatever comes in come in, which may be a physical feeling, you might taste something, you might... Um, get an image in your mind you may hear something or get thoughts going through your head but whatever the first thing is that comes in is always them it's always them guaranteed 100 percent if you change it that's you getting involved and of course we very often know our animals well and we ask silly questions like what's your favorite treat and they say beef chewies, and we go well, that must have been me because I knew my dog was going to say that. Well, yeah, yeah duh. <laughs> right. Of course he's going to say that. It was him. But how do you know? Right. But the interesting thing and something I recommend people do is they write down every time they're going to ask a question, write the question down, write down the first thing they get. Because you start to notice quite quickly, actually, that you're actually getting answers you didn't expect. So you ask them, what's the fav- your favorite kind of meat? And they say pork. And you think, damn, I was convinced they love chicken the most. That's your clue right there. That's the reinforcement for your own lack of belief in yourself that actually you were wrong about their favorite meat. And they've told you which one they like the best. Mm-hmm. And as you write it down, and you look back, you start going, well, they're, all these things I didn't know and right. I didn't expect because again we think we know them so well and we do know them well but Mm -hmm. sometimes for example what's your favorite game their favorite game isn't the one they play the most with us but they play that the most with us because we love it
0: (laughs) of course of course
1: their favorite game is actually a different game entirely And so when you start to communicate with them and ask them questions, you start getting answers you didn't expect. And that helps you to start to really understand that this is true, genuine, real, and you are capable of doing it and picking it up. But it's so difficult with our own animals at the beginning because we just think that we know the answer. That's why we got that answer. It never came from them.
0: Yeah,
1: and it did. It always did.
0: Yeah, it's like we're training ourselves to be, to engage with the energetic side of ourselves instead of the literal side of ourselves.
1: Yes, and we have to just give ourselves those moments when we don't self-doubt. I I always say to people on on my courses, it's like like listening for a moment. It would be like someone asks you a question or you ask someone a question. And when you ask someone a question, you're not thinking about, what they're going to say or what the answer is you're just waiting for the answer so you ask just ask me a question you're in listening mode if you like you're just waiting to see what the answer is cuz you don't know what the answer is and so we have to just kind of adopt that when we're trying to practice communication just for that moment because communication you'll know this comes in lightning quick right it's not like i say to an animal what's your favorite food and they go what's your <laughs> what happens is I say what's your say and I get chicken and I haven't even finished the question because they're reading me and they know what the question is so they answer it before I've even finished asking yeah very often and so we have to be open from the time we start asking the question and immediately after because I always say to people if you're sitting there and you've said what's your favorite meal and you're not getting an answer what happens now is you're sitting there going oh god they don't want to talk to me i'm no good at this oh i don't even know why i thought i'd get an answer and actually you've missed it right you weren't open and listening and you've missed it so take a deep breath and ask the question again and Mm -hmm. you can always say to them as well look i'm not very good at this yet so could you wait until i finish asking the question and then answer please and they'll do that for you as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just saw something pop up in chat
0: oh Kathy, are you able
1: to communicate with bugs and insects as well? Now, this is interesting because before I ever knew about animal communication, um, somebody told me that if I had ants in my house and somebody told me to ask them to leave. And I did and they went. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like if a wasp is in the kitchen, I open the back door and I just stand by the door and I say, just come towards me, come towards me this way this way and nine times out of ten they go some aren't listening for some reason um they 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 are aware they do listen they can respond to communication just the same they can answer questions exactly the same they are souls just like us
0: (laughs) i know i know
1: if you want to come back as a bug you can
0: (laughs) hey all souls are the same souls um Mm. I was, I live near the water and I was getting a lot of spiders mm-hmm. in my room. And so I set the intention, you know, I cleared, I created energetic boundaries in my room. And I, cause I have a fear of spiders, but I also love them and appreciate what they do for our ecosystem. And I said, mm-hmm. look, if you come into my room, you're ready to cross over. That's our, that's our deal. Mm-hmm. And poof, spiders no longer in my room. And now on the rarity that I get one, I tap in and I let them know, hey, this is the deal, this is the program. You can leave, but if you stay, this is what's gonna happen. And then nine times out of ten, they stay. And I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah.
1: You yeah, I've had a deal with the mosquitoes for two and a half years now. Oh. I get a really bad reaction to mosquito bites. I, I get some cellulitis, which is oh. quite nasty um i get big blisters i get in a hell of a mess with them so i had a i sat down i had a word with the mosquito spirit mm. and said because you know they're in with the nature spirits you can always communicate with nature spirits and so i communicated with the spirit of the mosquitoes and said to the parent I really need you guys to stop biting me you're very welcome in my home i don't mind if you're here but you cannot bite me and and this it's this simple I right. don't want to kill you, but right. I'm forced to kill you because of the bad reaction I have to you. And it's held for two and a half years so far. That's- I often see them in the house, but they don't yeah. bite me. <laughs>
0: oh, this makes me so happy and joyful that people are going to listen to this and realize they can do this too, mm-hmm.
1: to support themselves and support the, the nature that we're around. Absolutely. And as I say, the fact that we can communicate with them, even if we're not picking anything up back, is something that most people don't, don't practice. And if more people practice that, that improves relationships with your animals, it helps them trust more and understand what's going on. I mean, for example, if you're going to move house, I mean, that's a traumatic experience for everybody, but particularly for our animals, because everything they know is gradually disappearing into boxes. They don't know what's going on. But if you can involve them in the process by showing them where you're going to be going, how fun it's going to be, you know, we're going to put all these things in these boxes and it's going to get emptier, but that's fun because when we get there, it's all going to come out again. Yeah. Yeah. And really let them know this is actually going to be a great thing then you know that we can change their perception and change how they feel about it and make it so much easier for them yeah. oh <laughs> Letitia, yes uh tell us have a word with the mosquito spirit and get a deal with them <laughs> yeah she doesn't want to kill them right so just just don't bite me
0: someone put in the chat so helpful to know I have a friend who gets attacked by mosquitoes. (laughs) So the mosquitoes are just looking for food, you know, they just need to find a different buffet. So it was it happened to me a couple years back, I was living in my dream space, I was so happy, um, so happy. And I had rescued a cat. Mm -hmm. And so she came to me in this home. So she only knew you know, imagine going from being unsafe to safe and a loving home. And it was just her and I at the time. And I was getting this inkling for a couple of months that I was going to move. And it kind of made me a little unnerved because I was like, why would I move from a place that I love so much? And through a series of coincidences that were not coincidences, I was given <laughs> this opportunity to move into an even better place within the same building. Mm. And it happened like that. And I went from, initially I said, oh, no, thank you. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh my gosh, what an incredible opportunity that's just presented itself. And so in, in less than, literally in less than 20 hours from the moment they made the offer and I had said no. And then I thought about it and said, yes, I was ecstatic. And I went and I laid down on the bed to meditate about it and do some energy work. And my poor cat comes up and lays right on top of me from, you know, mouth down my body and she's, nervous and she's drooling, which is what she does. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, sweetie, you're coming with me. You know, Mm -hmm. she of course had only had this experience with me in this container and didn't know. So exactly what you said, I just told her, I said, is it for the rest of your life, everywhere I I move, you move with me. And then I explained to her what you just said, things are going to go in boxes. People are going to come with furniture. I'm going to put you in your carrier. That's the other thing we used to, it used to be I mean, an act of God to get her into her carrier. And now when I explain it to her, and when I explain to her, she's going to the vet and everything the vet's gonna do. Although one time I forgot that they were gonna take her temperature up her bum. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> and so the, the vet says to me afterwards, the vet goes, she did great. She did so great. She didn't like the temperature taking her. I was like, oh. I was like, sweetie, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you about that part. <laughs>
1: this this is great that you do all this and I think as communicators we're so much more up on the fact that we need to bring our animals into what's going on Um, years ago I used to run what I called an animal relationships workshop and it was it wasn't about picking up communication it was about how we could use things like visualizations to help our animals and that was one of the things I used to always tell people when you go to the vet you know when they say I'm going to take your cat in the back room say yeah. to the vet you don't have to tell the vet what's going on because they'll probably think you're nuts so just say to the vet what are you going to do and if they say well i'm going to take blood or where are you going to take it from the leg so you're going to shave it yes are you can do anything else while he's back there or we'll take his temperature and then what you do is you say okay fine and as your cat has taken out there you let them know you visualize for them what's going to happen and that nothing's going to really hurt and everything's going to be fine and then they'll be back and it'll be a happy reunion (laughs) so yeah Yeah. it's people don't understand and I think the more we can tell people you can do these things to help your animals through difficult situations where they just don't know what's going to happen you can explain And so now they know what's going to happen. They understand and it makes things much easier for them.
0: Oh, so much easier. So yeah. much easier. That's funny. I've started slowly letting my vet know, one <laughs> like piece yeah. by piece, and I'm sure she's like, okay, and I'm like, well, um, <laughs> the other thing is when my cat is in the vet, I go to the coffee shop next door and I stay connected with her and let her know I'm close you know, little yeah. little things we can do. Absolutely. Um, usually she's trying to calm my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> <amazing>. So, yeah. <laughs> so what, what has been, we'll lead this into some of our final questions, but what would you say has been the general wisdom that our pets have for us while we're here on earth? I think
1: the the biggest thing is back to every, every decision we do out of love is the right decision that's that's important, and it doesn't just apply to them it applies to life mm-hmm. everything every decision we make out of love is always the right decision um, they also they I've, I've had a lot of this them wanting us to really understand that life and love go on regardless when they pass over you know and whoever we lose in life we haven't lost we haven't lost anybody we may have lost the physical connection but they're always around us they're always there for us and something they tell me is every time you say my name I hear you oh. I always know and so um, they don't want us to live a life grieving one dog called Max um, he puts it beautifully I can't remember his exact words but it was something to the effect of um, we came to you to bring you fun and joy and love. We didn't intend to leave you in grief and sadness. And if we did, then we didn't do our job. So the way they see it is that where, when they go, they understand we have to grieve. But once we get through that grieving process, which should be limited you know it doesn't mean we'll ever stop missing them in a way of course but we should then remember the love the fun the laughter the joy they brought because that was why they came they didn't come to leave us in grief they came to bring us joy and love and laughter
0: what a beautiful note to end this on <laughs> <laughs> oh this makes me want to communicate even more with my cats than i have been so oh kathy it's such beautiful work thank you so much for sharing this with all of us thank you for having me oh my gosh it's been a pleasure and i'd love to have you back as well when your book is out and we can talk about that a little bit more yeah i would love that.
1: Hopefully by the end of next year. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I know what it takes to write a
1: book. It's no small feat. <laughs> no, I'm loving it, though. I never thought I'd enjoy writing. I suddenly discover I'm loving writing. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing.
0: So where can people find you? How do they work with you to have a
1: session? Um, I've got a website, ispeakwithanimals.com. Mm-hmm. and it's with not to people often put i speak to animals and that's not it it won't find me okay. i speak with animals uh-huh. um i have a facebook page also i speak with animals and um i've got a quite unusual surname so i'm easily found on instagram gotcha. <laughs> but i've only just started instagram so uh, hoping to do a bit more of that as well okay what is your instagram <laughs> handle uh i think it's just kathy zablotsky
0: Okay. And I will put that in the show notes for everyone too. We have a lot of information for our show notes today. So, all right. Thank you so
1: much for your time today. By the one way, one small thing, I've got a new website which will be going up within the next two weeks. So if you want to go look at the website, wait a couple of weeks, you'll see the new one.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. We love all the stages of the creative process. So can people book a session with you on your current website?
1: Yeah, uh well, what happens is they email me or they fill in the contact form. Um, but uh I, I offer three different readings. I offer a six or a 10 question reading, which are you send me the questions, I speak with your pet, and then I send you a transcript. Or the more popular one is a 30 minute live reading over Zoom where people can really um, yeah. have a proper conversation with their animal so, yeah. and get a recording of it. So that's yeah. the more popular thing. <laughs>
0: okay. okay, yeah, it's such an amazing thing for you to be able to support people with. So, and I love that we're opening up to more and more of this.
1: Can I mention as well, there are a couple of free things I do that I like people to know about in case they need this. Absolutely. Um, And it's it's because I know how it feels to be in these positions. The first one is that if someone has an animal very close to end of life and they're struggling with that decision, I am more than happy. And I don't charge to connect with their animal and ask them if they're ready, if it's their time. Um, And the other thing I do is when an animal passes over and it goes into healing, I'm happy to connect with them every few days and let you know how they're doing and let you know when they're fully healed.
0: Oh, that is so sweet. Thank you for that. That's a huge gift to be able to give people.
1: Well, as you know, in the work we do, we've got to be giving back and we've got to be understanding, you know, what people really need. And that's something a lot of people need
0: yeah of course we're it's such an emotional thing to have that um anchor of support is a big deal in a time like that so yeah yeah okay thank you so much again thank you everyone from the inner light community who joined today those of you who are going to join virtually on the podcast if you have any questions about this you can connect with us at at dot emilymarie.com. If you have more questions for Kathy, you can email her you can email me her and I chat on the back end. And thank you for your kind notes in the chat. So so wonderful to have you. This has been such an amazing conversation.
1: Thank you. And thank you everyone for coming along. It's always lovely to connect with like minded people.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's what we love about this community and space. (laughs) All right. Until next time, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Take care. (laughs) This podcast and website represents the opinions of Emily Marie and her guests to the show and website. The content should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical advice, recommendations, and questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review and make sure you've signed up for the newsletter for special insights, offerings, and announcements that are just for you.